Um. <laughs> Hi and welcome back to this channel. My name is Suzanne Silentoy and as you know, the aim of this channel is to offer information about how government works and why systems are set up the way they are. This is the, with the intention to give us clarity about the role that we play in the governance in our country and through this we can raise a politically empowered generation. <laughs> Alright, um, I would like to begin this episode uh, by saying that we stand in solidarity with the doctors in our country who are demanding for better working conditions, especially during this pandemic period. Alright, thank you for tuning in to the BBI series. This is episode 4 of the BBI series and in this episode we're going to talk about the what are the BBI proposals in relation to devolution. Uh, we're going to be talking about two main proposals and both these proposals are constitutional amendments. They've been proposed as constitutional amendments. This include the increase of revenue allocation to the counties from 15% to 35% and the introduction of the county ward development fund. All right, let's start. Let's start with the increase in revenue. Now, the proposal is that um, revenue uh, towards the counties to be increased from 15% to 35%. Uh, in a previous video, we talked about revenue allocation uh, and I'll link down in the description below. And in that episode, we talked about how or like what percentage the counties get. And currently the counties get 15% of the revenue and 85% goes to the national government. So when you talk about national government, we're talking about ministries, parastatals, uh, state departments. And then when you talk about counties, we're talking about the 47 counties get 15% to share so that they distribute 15% they distribute amongst themselves and that's what they use to run their functions. All right, so the proposal is that it moves from 15% to 35%. That's the whole proposal. Now, what do we think about this? Um, I personally think this is great because counties are severely underfunded, especially considering the kind of responsibilities that they have, so including healthcare. Uh, so it would be great for us to have it in the constitution, uh, a clear minimum of 35%, which is great. The second thing is that the constitution right now states that the allocation should be at least 15%. The main word here being at least <laughs> meaning that as it is we are able to increase the allocation to the counties even up to 50 percent if need be um, so for this to be implemented it doesn't necessarily have to have a constitutional amendment however it would be nice uh, to include the minimum of 35 percent in the constitution um, yeah that's the first one secondly we're going to talk about the county ward development fund so initially um, this was initially in the first well in the document that was released on the 26th of October the BBI document that was released on the 26th of October this proposal was in form of a parliamentary bill known as the county ward development fund 2020 uh, however as we know um, the BBI document has been subjected to a couple of changes um, and now as we what we have right now 
um, it proposes that we have a county ward development fund included in the constitution under article 207a now what is that <laughs> a county ward development fund is a fund that is awarded to each ward <laughs> okay so currently we don't have such a provision uh, meaning that mcas don't have like a certain kitty that they manage uh, amongst themselves um, because their core responsibility is legislation in the county assemblies but now the bbi is proposing that we have a county ward development fund and this war this fund is estimated is sent to i mean it's written <laughs> So the BBI proposes that we have a ward develop. So the BBI proposes that we have a county ward development fund, and this fund will be five percent of all county government expenditure. So estimates have projected that uh, we'll probably have twenty, about twenty million allocated per ward per year. <laughs> so that's twenty million for each ward every year. Um, and it stated that this fund will be used only for development so it does not precisely say who will manage the funds so it's not automatic it's not automatic that the mca will be in charge of the funds and so an act of parliament will actually determine the management of the funds who manages the funds and how the how the funds will be distrib distributed and a criteria for spending the funds is that clear? <laughs> so basically, MCA atakuwa na kiti, atakuwa na si kiti, like a kit. Atakuwa na some money to spend for development in the awards. Okay, so what is the point of contention? Number one, you do not need a constitutional amendment for this to happen. Uh, this has happened before in our country. Um, the CDF, the Constituency Deve Development Fund that is managed by your MP, was introduced through an act of parliament in the year 2003. It did not go through any um, any constitutional amendment for us to have it. Uh, it just happened through a parliamentary act. So even this one does not necessarily need a constitutional amendment for it to be implemented. Um, secondly, you know, it, assuming that the MCA will manage the fund, it puts into question what the role of the MCA is. You know, MPs and, and MCAs are legislators. So what their, their main work is actually to be representing your views in parliament and in the county assemblies. However, you know, our political culture is, uh, is, is very much dependent on that handout culture of getting uh, money from your legislator. And this has put pressure on it, it put pressure on the MPs, it also put pressure on the MCAs to have a kitty, a fund, uh, and, you know, that they can distribute. However, our political culture has, you know, is very much around the handout culture, you know, the one that one expect kitu kidogo from, from your legislator. And, you know, this has put a lot of pressure on legislators to have a fund or a kitty that they can manage to deal with that kind of pressure. Um, and, you know, if we get this fund, you know, at a, as a short term, uh, these funds will probably be used for things like bursaries, which is what mainly CDF is used for, uh, for small projects here and there. Uh, but at a long term, uh, in some people's opinions, it's perpetuating this culture of handout. 
um, and and that's and that's a big problem that we have in our in our political culture. Um, an alternative for this, I know you you would ask, okay, these funds have really helped a lot of people, um, and that's good, that's great. An alternative for for such funds would be that have been used in other countries are something like you know community administered funds, uh, and these funds are managed by community leaders and village-based structures that we already have. And these kinds of things can be used now to deal with the bursaries, probably to pay for uh, hospital bills and things like those. And then legislators can be left to do the work of legislation, to represent your views in parliament, in the county assemblies to make laws. So so that, that can be seen as a, as a contentious issue, let me see. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the third thing is there's, there's really nothing wrong with having a ward fund. There's really nothing wrong with that. Uh, the, sometimes um, it can pose a challenge, however, uh, because sometimes these funds are politically manipulated and they may not serve the purpose that has been intended for them. And, you know, this can lead to a lot of competition and conflict, especially within the county government setting, whereby you can find this competition between county government initiatives and initiatives that have been set up through the ward development funds uh, and so there could be like some clashes with you know the governor and the MCs and you know it might be counterproductive eventually and so that's just a one view um, of, of that that's just one perspective of that um, and then lastly uh, there are other funds in the Constitution which have not been actualized uh, 10 years on after the new constitution was after we got the new constitution and one of these funds includes the equalization fund which we covered in the in the division of revenue um episode that we did which i'll also link in the description box below so that sorry <laughs> so that tells you that uh, whether or not this uh, is placed in the constitution it doesn't guarantee its implementation uh, based on just experience or such as uh, the equalization fund and so even when even if it goes through it still has to go through parliament parliament has to decide how this fund is actualized this might take a while so it may not even happen immediately and so it, it does pose a little bit of a challenge in that sense um and yeah so that's been our episode um for today please let us know what you think do you do you think a ward development fund would be useful if so let me know why um and you know if you if you are in favor of having counties get more funding let us know also in the description um, in the comments and we'd like love to hear from you what your opinion is about this and yeah as usual we are not telling you how to vote we are empowering you with information so that you make that choice for yourself in case we will go to a referendum i'm not saying you say yes or no i'm telling you you are going to decide i'm giving you information so that you decide that for yourself and yeah so thanks again for watching and i'll see you next time bye <laughs> okay bye <laughs>